Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hi, J-Rod Concerts family. How is everybody doing this December of 2021? Man, saying that out loud just feels interesting, doesn't it? December of 2021. Happy holidays to all of you, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Very grateful and honored that you chose to spend some time with us, with our musical guests, wherever you are driving, working out, walking, doing the dishes, however you listen to your podcasts. We thank you for tuning in. My name is Jamie Rodriguez, your host this and every episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast live, and this is a live episode, a really special one with a unique musical talent from Nashville, actually based in Nashville, Tennessee, but really from Pennsylvania. Her name, Angela Autumn. I first met Angela at a show here in Nashville. Uh, I forgot who was playing, but she was sitting next to me uh, reading a book, a really special book, right before the show started. And, and and she just had an incredible aura. We started talking and lo and behold, she's very respected musical artist in Nashville and she's making waves. So it was a no-brainer to have her on the show because, um, yes, she is a very unique musical person. She is a guitar player by trade, also an outstanding player of claw hammer banjo, she, her voice yodels, cascades, and breaks with emotion. Her songwriting is really spellbinding. And she is uh, renowned and has many, many friends in Music City. All the most respected players admire and love her. And many of them were part of her 2021 album, Frontiers Woman. A really special self-produced album that you guys should check out. It's out now, Frontiers Woman. So check it out. Um, and in this, in this show also, stay tuned for a really unique performance of one of her songs, Insecurities, so that you kind of experience that Angela Autumn magic. Um, if you're new to the show, we welcome you guys. A couple of uh, house uh, cleaning items. Number one, we have a newsletter that goes out every Friday. It's a short newsletter. We recommend the top five songs every week. Uh, if you want to subscribe, log on to jrodconcertspodcast.com. And second, if you're new to the show, we do humbly ask you to give us a review and click subscribe. As you know, those things help a lot with the algorithm, and we are eternally grateful. But no more talking. Without further ado, Angela Autumn on this special live episode of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to be here with a shining Nashville star. Angela Autumn, how are you today? I'm doing so well. Happy to be here with you, Jamie. Thanks for coming. Mm -hmm. You know, Angela, first of all, I have to tell you, Frontier Woman, your mm -hmm. album, yeah. it came out recently in yes. early June. Yes. And I have to congratulate you because it is mm -hmm. absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. It just oozes with like your soul in it. You can tell that you put, you know, your, your feelings into it, your life experiences, yeah. where you come from, where you've been. Yep. And it just comes across in every song and it's very emotional but also mm -hmm. hopeful and it's just a beautiful album so congratulations thank you so much yeah it, um, a lot of my 
you know, poetry is interwoven into the, the songs and um, put to music, you know, and I tried to arrange it like a story. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it worked out. The yeah. track listing was beautiful and, you know, the Thank way you, you ended, you know, that song you wrote in Cleveland and just the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and you know about that, so. Yeah, ab yeah. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Angela. So, so let me ask about your life because your influences and all these beautiful things because mm -hmm. you come from a beautiful part of the U.S., from Western mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. Yep. Small town called. Yeah. What's the name of, of the Zillianople. town? Zillianople. It's Zillianople. Okay. It is in Butler County. It's mm -hmm. about 40 minutes north of Pittsburgh. And um, I spent most of my life there before moving here. So that definitely shapes um, my writing and my uh, musical upbringing. You know? Right. So. so bluegrass came into your life relatively late. You were 20. Mm -hmm. So before that, mm -hmm. you know, when you were in your early years, how did music sure. come to your life? Um, I think first I would listen to my dad's records with him. Mm -hmm. So we would listen to Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young, nice. and John Denver, and James Taylor. And um, when I was nine, I asked for a guitar. Uh, and I started performing, and it was just the most amazing feeling. And um, kind of like lit a fire in me, and uh, I knew I wanted to be a singer. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And before I got into bluegrass, I was into Bob Dylan, Joan Baez, Joni Mitchell, and right? Joni Mitchell a little yeah. bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So exactly. the 60s people I love and 70s. Makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like you have that, you know, flower child spirit, yeah. that free spirit. Something about that I, I connect with because my parents were grew up in the 60s okay. and 70s. So I think coming from a little bit, like they're kind of part of the older generation. And yeah. I, that's why I connect with that spirit so yeah, much. That makes sense because mm -hmm. your, your dad was like a coach. He wasn't really like a musician. Right. That kind of stuff. But it makes sense yes, that, that exactly. that's where he came from. Right. Exactly. Okay. He had it inside of him because he lived the 60s. Mm -hmm. I love that. Totally. I love that. Totally. Okay, and then bluegrass. You, you, bluegrass. You, you've said before that bluegrass found you. You didn't find bluegrass. Um, I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, um, and I, I did find a community um, in Pittsburgh that was just amazing. Every Wednesday, there was kind of similar to here in Nashville at... Um, the American Legion. Sure. There was a Bluegrass Wednesday. Okay. I guess they just exist everywhere. Um, and I would go down and was 20 years old and probably bought like $3 yinglings, you know. Nice. Drinking underage. $3 yinglings. Uh, two, actually. My bad. Um, but yeah, just dancing and like learning all of the songs that the band played kind of like helped me build my repertoire. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. What was it about bluegrass, Angela, that really like kind of like clicked with your soul? I've had the chance mm -hmm. to connect with you on and off camera, and you, yeah. you're such a unicorn, so many different colors. You, I, th I feel like you could have gone in many different musical directions. Yeah. Why bluegrass? Um, it almost feels like it's part of my ancestry, and I know one of my relatives, um, my great uncle, actually played banjo. Mm. And as I learn more about him, I can kind of see how you know, I would end up playing banjo as well. Yeah. But it didn't enter, like, um, directly through anyone in my family. It was more of, like, a spiritual connection with the old country, and um, I just love the way it makes me feel and so yeah. timeless and carries me through, you know, all sorts of things and experiences that I've been through. So. It's very, like, human. Like, it's very, yeah. like, everyday human situations, right? And also, my, mo my mother was an instrument maker growing up she would make 
instruments out of gourds and she would make oh, wow. these really cool organic instruments okay. and she would always like bring them to my school and give talks about about it so i think that's why i gravitate towards like okay banjo acoustic instruments gotcha. it just feels so natural and she also played didgeridoo so okay you know my mom was a really cool lady <laughs> yeah i, I can yeah. see that mm-hmm. i love that so the more i think about it i can see why i didn't uh do jazz or sure yeah. Sure. Or any other like stuff. Soul, but I love jazz and soul. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know it can come into later later music mm-hmm. down the line. Blues yeah. as well. Like I love the blues. When I was uh, 16, I was in all these great um, programs with like other blues musicians that were younger, and I I I loved watching them and um, seeing them do their thing. But I quickly learned that wasn't <laughs> what I was. That's amazing. Yeah. You're like, you've always been like an old soul. So, yeah, and yeah. I mean that in the best ways. <laughs> totally. I mean that in the best ways. Like, mm-hmm. It's like you've lived so much and you're so young. It's inside of you. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I think cool. you're right. I think you're right, Jamie. You got me pinned down. No, no. It's, it's just interesting. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, one of the cool things about you as well is your discipline, your focus, which I see every day here in Nashville. You got to be it. And, yeah. um, you know, looking back at your life, it made sense right. that you were like, uh, like a track and field star basically like a a heck of a runner i just want to tell my audience like like you were like competing almost at the highest level of track and field yeah i was a division one runner um and that was where i you know used my fire i guess yeah um and performing was like more of an emotional release for me when i was an athlete and i'm learning to like to apply those principles to from track and field to my playing yeah um more and more but yeah music's still my where i put my emotional you know uh world and, sure sure and uh and it helps me like as like therapy just to write yeah. songs and be able to talk about things I wouldn't normally be able to right. talk about. Yeah, psychotherapy, absolutely. Yeah. But don't you also think there's like a discipline element to it? Because, you know, you had mm-hmm. to train very hard, very organized, wake up at whatever crack of dawn. Yeah. You know, and uh, with the music industry, right. it's almost like it, it makes sense because you're such a hard worker. You're so disciplined. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always, it, you always have to be on. Honestly, just treating everyone kindly that you meet because we're all, everyone in Nashville is you know, a musician or in the music industry. And it's all about having, you know, just that attitude of like humility. Yeah, totally. When you're interacting with everyone here, you know, yeah. it's easy to be like. I know. When someone <laughs> doesn't have that attitude, it's like, you're not from here. No, I love the attitude in Nashville. Yeah. It's so welcoming and True. really, really a great place to grow. Yeah, I agree. So. So let's talk about when you made that shift to Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know, when you got into your Chevy Cruze and you packed it mm-hmm. up and you said, I'm going to Music City. Um, yeah. What was that? First of all, yeah. there's a few questions there. First of all, what was like the breakthrough moment, the moment where you reached the spark and you said, yeah. I'm going to Nashville mm-hmm. and it's happening now? Well, I, I know I remember the breakthrough moment because I was in my bedroom um, and I had a board, like a whiteboard, mm-hmm. and I started writing like just different ideas that I wanted and kind of, you know, organizing them. And it yeah. said, and one of them was Van and one of them was Nashville. So I okay. knew that I needed to make the move to Nashville and I needed to get a van. 
and that somehow that would translate into me doing the things I needed to do in order to grow. Sure. Because I felt like I wasn't in a place where I could grow anymore. Um, And I'm seeing those things like manifest every day, you know, being able to travel, being able to be flexible and being in a place where people are supportive is like so important. Um, But yeah, I remember that moment. Yeah. When I decided, like, I'm going to go to Nashville no matter what. Um, I'm going to make it happen, and I'll just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And, and we were talking about this off camera, but I just want to, like, yeah. emphasize that it's so great the way that you kind of, like, embraced uncertainty. Thank you. Instead of being paralyzed by it. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be a pattern mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. Um, you just kind of, like, stare into the unknown, and, mm-hmm. you, and you go for it. Well, I've never had, um, you know, anyone any type of real role model other than, you know, artists that I look up to. Yeah. Um, I'm like the only kid in my family and only child. So right. uh, I always feel like whatever I tried, it, I tried to be really good at it. Sure. And that's what I'm doing now. And I've chosen this path. And yeah. What year so, did you move here in July? 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you can talk as much or as, as little as this, but like, Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, the fact, you know, your father unfortunately passed, mm-hmm. do you think this had a little bit of to do with, like, when you said, man, life is short, life is one. Yeah. we got to live with passion every moment, every day. Yeah, I think that was a turning point for me, um, especially losing someone, like, that young. I just, um, yeah, it's just, it's really, really crazy how life can get away from us and, um so I made, yeah, I made the decision to move and, and to do this, what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. So. Okay, good. good. Yeah. Okay. Do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Kind yeah, of? It's 100%. hard to put into words. Yeah. But, yeah, life. Yeah. Exactly. And I think 2020, I mean, for those of us that like listen, because some people seem yeah. so already forgotten, mm-hmm. it showed us that life is, you can make all the plans you want. Right. You can try to pronosticate, but things can change. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. moved to Nashville and you yes. didn't know anybody. No, nobody. <laughs> yeah. One person, I think. Uh-huh. Um, who, her name is Millie yeah. Raccoon. She is an amazing fiddle player. But yeah, I moved here. I started going out and going to jams. And then about three months later, I went into the studio and okay. started tracking my songs. And I kind of like everything we're talking about, I just said, these are the songs I want to do. Didn't really have a clear idea of what would happen to them. I didn't even know they would, you know, become the record. But yeah, um, yeah it was with a, a bunch of bluegrass musicians in town. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, I actually have, um, I have a list of some of those people in here. Oh, that's great. On my CD. I can, like, read that because I want to give them all the credit that they deserve. Because Nashville is such a tight-knit family. It's beautiful. It is. Um, I have, let me see, I don't want to leave anyone out, but I'll just name a few sure. of like the people in town. Audrey McAlpine is a really great singer. Oh, I love singer. her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's great. Um, Julian Pinelli is a really great fiddle player. Nate Leaf is a really great fiddle Shout player. Shout out to Nate. Shout love out Nate. to Nate. Um, Kagan and Mickey Justice are a father and son who I love. And Scott Murray is a, is a steel player downtown. Just, it was like, you know, it was an exercise to ask them to be yeah. part of of my record, and I'm so glad that it, it worked out. It definitely worked out. And I'm just going to keep doing that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I'm glad you did because it's such a great record. Thank you. And let's chat about it for yeah, a second because 
So, so yeah. So you know, so frontier woman. woman. Here it is. That's Do you have any vinyl? That's me. Yeah. Not yet. Not Vinyl's yet. backed up right now. Vinyl's backed up. Okay, but it, you can stream it wherever music is sold. Um, but let me ask you about 2020 and the album. Yeah, because let's you talk basically about it. had the album like pretty much ready in the oven, mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of 2020 happened. Uh, but it was almost like a good thing. It was. With the way it turned out. It was a good thing. I, yeah, I got to um, rework parts of it. I, mm -hmm. I um, added some drums, like some Wilco style drums. Mm -hmm. I added some Wilco style drums. I was fortunate enough to um, work with a, a different mixing engineer who really like helped me hone in my sound. Okay. And um, my friend Tommy Carnes, he's amazing. And we, um, and we just got to go in and kind of add those, those details that I wouldn't have gotten to right. had 2020 not happened. Um, and I worked with, yeah, just some really great artists, even like the designer of, of the record, of the, um, yeah, the cover, the design, it's beautiful, and Jeremy yeah. uh, Fetzler. So yeah, I'm just happy I, I got to take my time. And three new songs also came out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. The last three. The last three, which are super powerful. Right. And that's why, that's why I, I wanted to add them because mm -hmm. they belonged on this record. Yeah. They don't belong on the next one. No. It was this era. It was this era of it was Angela, like that in between. Mm -hmm. I love it. and I felt like it was my job to just oh get it out. Oh my god! I'm so, so so exciting to see where you're thank going you next. Thank you so much. I love it. You've been <laughs> Thanks, so kind Jamie. with your time, and I think you're gonna play a song for us. But let me mm -hmm. ask you this this question: How is Angela Autumn mm -hmm. different today in August of 2021 yeah. than the Angela Autumn of late February of 2020? Like, what did you shed personally? What did you learn? that you will no longer carry with you going forward? I think I, I'm learning to just shed like sadness and to add more joy into my life and more gratitude. And, you know, as songwriters, sometimes we like hang on to feelings, but yeah. I'm just, I'm ready to, um, yeah, just like let go of, of baggage and become like, a, a new person. I yes. feel like we all have the opportunity to become new people. Well, you know, every like no. 90 days, every cell in our body <laughs> dies That's and crazy. regenerates. So literally yeah. the person that Angela Autumn is today is mm -hmm. different than like when we met in like June or whatever. You're like exactly. literally physiology, a different person. Exactly. So why do we hang on to these memories, to this pain? You know? I don't yeah. know. We're different but, people. But yeah, forget tomorrow because, you know, today's a new day. So there you go, Angela Autumn. Yeah, thank you. Singer, songwriter, runner, life coach. I love it. Motivational <laughs> speaker. You know, you know me. Yeah. So what are you going to play for you. us? I'm going to play you a song called um, Insecurities. Great. Love it. Hi, I'm Angela Autumn, and this song is called Insecurities.
This has been J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.